Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. And now here's your host, Michael Fries. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. Before we dive into today's episode, we'd like to invite you to subscribe to Transport Topics where you can receive exclusive access to our top 100 lists, quarterly magazines, and other news surrounding the trucking industry. To subscribe, visit ttn.ws forward slash TT subscribe. You can also text TT subscribe to 571-622-0001 to become an official member of Transport Topics. That's 571-622-0001. In today's episode, we'll take a front row seat to view how electric vehicle infrastructure is playing out on the large fleet scale. As EVs are rising in critical mass with the general public, some of the bigger trucking fleets have been testing them for several years. UPS, for example, have used EVs via its last mile delivery segment in select metro areas across the country. Now, the company is in the beginning of launching its Class 8 units as it scales further to meet the upcoming demand for lesser emissions. With that comes the needed inquiry on how the industry will approach EV repair and maintenance and what the landscape will look like. To answer that question for this episode, we have someone who has been there since day one. We spoke with UPS's Vice President of Maintenance, Anthony Marshall, during the ATA's Technology and Maintenance Council annual meeting in February about the future of EV repair and maintenance. Here's our conversation. Welcome to a very special edition of Road Signs. We are here at the American Trucking Association's Technology and, and Maintenance Council annual meeting here in Orlando, Florida. And we have a very special guest with us. He is with UPS. He is the VP of Maintenance and Engineering for UPS, Anthony Marshall. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Hey, hey Michael. Thank you. Thanks Great. for having me. No problem. No problem at all. No problem at all. Uh, you know, we, we had bumped into each other at the, at the fall meeting during the, the TMC Supertech and and it was with Homer Hogg, and, uh, and we just had a great conversation about, you know, all things maintenance, and, uh, and especially with, uh, with uh, electric vehicle infrastructure. And, you know, there, there was plenty of talk about that. I spoke with Homer about that a few months ago. And I'm glad to have you on in the sense that from your experience, you started from uh, the, you know, the, the, the bay level to the C-suite where you are right now, in maintenance, so you sort of had a front row seat when it comes to electrification, especially with UPS, because they've been they've been on it for for a while. You know, with a, with with last mile and you know select cities and you know Atlanta and Houston and so forth. So you know you you have a front row experience of that. So I just want to ask you from your mindset, from the you know repair and preventive maintenance perspective, you know, what are some of the changes that you've seen um, in the beginning of EV adoption to to now? 
Yeah, so when you think about EV from a fleet perspective, it's always the unknown, right? Okay, yes. So we're in a space right now where everything is still practically brand new. We kind of get to draw out what that's going to look like for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think about it, the EV platform isn't really much different. So when you think about it, you have an input variable and an output variable. So the engine platform just changes, but everything else still is pretty much the same. So when you look at a grand scheme of a vehicle, it's very similar for technicians. Technicians are good with electrical, good with wiring, good things like that. I mean, it's part of the job that they have to be. So the EV side of it, when you think about high voltage and those things, it just looks a little bit different than what they're normally used to. But the adoption from a technician standpoint, um, they're excited. They're ready for it. Um, it challenges them a lot. But, you know, like anything else, our technicians are always built for it. All right. So... In that process, I've asked this to uh, to, to many uh, you know fleet managers from um, from you know the top fleets, and I'm going to pose this question to you as well. You know, um, when it comes to electrification, the fleet managers I've spoken with talk about the buy-in. In that beginning, was that was that buy-in difficult, or or and if and if it was, how how did you get uh, across those hurdles? Well, with anything new, um, change is going to be hard for some folks. Um, but majority of the time, once you explain the why you're doing something and what the benefit of it is and folks understand what the, the vision is for it, um, they're more receptive and more willing to accept a lot of things. Um, so always make sure from a fleet, fleet perspective that you make sure you explain the why, why we're doing things. You know, when folks understand the why, um, things move a lot better as far as the them coming on board, them getting involved. And you find out majority of times, once they understand the why, they actually give you tips or pointers or ideas they come up with as well. So... It all works out. So it's almost like the, the, the ice component of things is, uh, is almost helping in that sense of understanding EVs more, more fluidly when it comes to, com, comes to maintenance, right? Absolutely. All right. All right. So, you know, from, you know, from that, you know, once you get, uh, you know, past the hurdle of the buy-in, you know, so you, then it comes the, you know, the, the training and the certification programs. How, uh, how is that process at, at UPS? Yeah, so we have an internal um, what we call learning development pro- um, department that goes through all the training for every particular vehicle, um, any new technology we come through. So we have a very um, extensive process with that. And that team does an excellent job of anything that comes into assimilating the training and make sure folks are well aware. And then we all work together to make sure everybody gets what they need, including not just technicians, but drivers, everything else. Because oftentimes the drivers are forgotten about as far as what that looks like for them. It's something different. Um, if you think about EVs, EVs are a lot quieter than their traditional diesel. So understanding what cab, cab environment is going to be like and understanding all that stuff. So it's always good to make sure that um, on an internal standpoint that you always put the training first to make sure people are well aware of what changes are going to be and then explain it in great detail how it's actually going to affect them personally. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, just with the... Um I mean, w- with that training, um, you know, what are the steps that, that have been taken to ensure that the, the parts and components for electric trucks are, are really readily available? Because, I mean, even with diesel, there's still that procurement issue. Oh, absolutely. You know, so with electric vehicles, I, I know, I mean, maybe that might extend the problem or might help the problem. I mean, where, where do you see it? Yeah, so with, um, just like anyone, anyone else's, our procurement departments work really hard to ensure we have parts and product for um, maintenance and things like that. Um, the supply chain is going to be a challenge. So what we're seeing with the diesel side or any natural gas vehicle, the EV side is going to go through the same thing because they do share a lot of the same components as far as what that looks like. So it's going to be a little bit different for folks. But 
procurement does a really good job. Um, just make sure you understand where your shortfalls are going to be and try to have some plans in place for those. Okay, so, I mean, you know, in, in, in that process, is that more, especially when it comes to problem solving, I mean, is, I mean, is that sort of broken down from the national level to the regional level? So, I mean, when, when these problems arise, so like in, you know, the the, uh, the southeast area, like in, in Atlanta, I mean, you know, they're, you know, the conditions of driving in Atlanta are, you know, are different than in Houston, I mean, even though they're they're all busy, but there's still some some niches involved in there when it oh, when it comes to that. So, I mean, do, do the um, do your team members, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they talk to each other, you know, constantly about you know just that those maintenance issues. Oh, absolutely. So we're one big team, one big family at UPS. Uh, we communicated everything across the channels. Um, what's good in one area, we always share ideas. Uh, what we consider best practices, and make sure those reach out to every um, every what we call shop in the, in the country. We have over 1,100 shops, maintenance shops. So we make sure we share all that stuff and everything gets assimilated that way. So we, we share knowledge constantly, um, whether it be through bulletins, phone calls, emails, um, any chain that can get information out, we utilize. All right, Anthony, I just have one more question uh, before you, you go. I know you're a busy man. Um, I, I, we are well aware of you know, the collaborations that you have internally, you know, um, but externally, you, know, you, you have the partnerships with you know Freightliner and, and other OEMs. Uh, you know, how are you you know talking with those guys to to address those uh, maintenance-related uh, issues? There's a lot of uh, uh, that's going on, you know, with diesel now, but with electric, I, I know there's another layer to that. How that's going? Yeah, so when we think about UPS. Um being one of the largest private fleets, and we have a large amount of alternative fuel vehicles, we have a lot of extensive partnerships with a lot of different manufacturer OEMs. Uh, you mentioned Freightliner and Daimler as far as what it looks like as far as EV. You know, those are, are people that we partner with in other vehicle aspects, meaning diesel, natural gas, um, for, for years. So the process that we deal with that and make sure that we're working alignment is always going to be there. Uh, we have great communication across all channels, all different levels across the co uh, company. Um, top down, and we make sure we work with those folks um, and other manufacturers that we work with as well. Um, very, very, very intricate and very detail-oriented groups. Um, we do a lot of partnerships, a lot of conversations as far as what that's going to look like. Because essentially, when we think about UPS, we got to make sure first and foremost we got the right vehicle for the operation. So, in order to get the right vehicle, we have to have those conversations with the OEMs and the truck manufacturers, ensure that we get the vehicle that's going to fit our needs to support our customers. So that collaboration is not only necessary, but it's required. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, you know I, I, I fibbed a little bit, okay? That, I, I just have one, one more question. I, I, I re since I have you here, and, and, and it's UPS, <laughs> no, I, I, I want you to wear your, your analyst hat on and, uh, and just kind of look into the future because, you know, this podcast is about the futures and trends of, uh, you know, um, trucking and technology. Uh, you know, where do you see, uh, especially where, you, where you're at, um, the you know the, the repair and maintenance side when it comes to EVs and even just the the evolution of where this technology is going just in, in the sense of EVs where it's where it's going in the next five ten years what what are you seeing and where do you think the future is heading Yeah, so EVs is going to have a space for sure um, as far as what it looks like when you think about companies a lot of their their sustainability goals such as ours we're planning to be 100 percent carbon neutral by 2050. So the maintenance side of it is going to have to play a part as far as what it looks like. Now, with anything else that's currently new that comes on the market, it's going to take a little while to understand exactly the ins and outs of what the vehicle is going to require. Um, based on your fleet and however the fleet is made up, um, you're going to see different trends, different maintenance items going to come about just because of, there's different applications for everything. So 
it's going to be interesting and it's going to be exciting the next five, 10 years. Um, when people think about the transportation sector of, our, of the industry, um, it's an exciting time to be here. I mean, there's a lot of different technologies and a lot of startups. There's a lot of different um, ideas being brainstormed and, and trying to help develop what the industry is going to look like um, five, 10, even 15 years out from now. So we have an opportunity now to kind of shape those as far as what comes up. So you have to be very mindful of what, whatever comes up with those new technologies that we implement those and make the right changes to ensure we have the, the right fleet. Anthony, it's been a pleasure having you on. Michael, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How will the industry approach EV repair and maintenance? And what will that landscape look like? Our guest, Anthony Marshall, provided some insights on that approach. From his experience at UPS, Marshall and his team have gone through the performance data and maintenance history of the fleet's EV units for several years. He noted, UPS has utilized more than 1,100 maintenance shops to keep abreast on how its internal maintenance infrastructure is operating. In terms of procurement, the supply chain will always be a challenge. However, attacking the problem from a regional and national perspective is key to growing EV infrastructure at a proper scale. One interesting aspect Marshall explained is that the future of EV repair and maintenance will move forward from the foundation of the training and education technicians receive from diesel repair and maintenance. So the industry can take those lessons learned and apply them to the brave new world of electric. If you enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to reach out to the Road Signs team on Twitter at TT Road Signs, or reach me at Michael V. Freeze. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. Also, let us know how we're doing by texting TT Survey to 571 622 0001. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Michael Freeze. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.